and welcome to the One Degree Shift podcast. I'm your host, Eric Termundi, and I'm excited to introduce you to the wonderful guests I've got on season two and the little things they're doing to create a more intentional future for themselves, for their teams, and for the communities around them. I hope you enjoy. Priya Kennedy, thank you so much for joining the One Degree Shift podcast. How are you today? I am fantastic, Eric. I really appreciate that you're inviting me. Cool. Well, you know what? The pleasure is all mine for, for a lot of reasons. I became aware of, of the work that you're doing a while ago, started following along, and I thought, you know what? I got to have him on the podcast. He's working with one of the most admired companies, I would say, in, in America, Southwest Airlines, but you're also doing some work on the side. So, you know, before guests hear it from me, tell me a little bit about what you're up to and what's exciting you most right now. Well, what I'm up to right now, um, well, what I do, I should say, is, uh, of course, I work with Southwest Airlines. I work in our cargo and charters division, mm-hmm. which is uh, a different uh, business unit from the, the passenger side uh, of the business that everyone knows us for. So mm-hmm. basically, we, we transport air freight mm-hmm. and um, we have all sorts of customers. And then on the charter side, we actually charter out airplanes, uh, empty airplanes for uh, organizations, uh, teams, uh, the military. So uh, there are th- these are our ancillary businesses. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the culture at Southwest. And before I just leave it open-ended like that, let me get a little bit more specific. One of the things that I've been trying to understand lately is, is where culture really lives within an organization. Now, when Southwest gets an award for the incredible culture that you've created, the company gets an award. But what you're telling me even now is that you're working in a different side of the business than the general American might understand Southwest to be. Right. Where does culture really live at Southwest? You know, we hear terms like microcultures. Um, we hear that culture might live in the different departments. Tell me, tell me a little bit about where culture actually lives at Southwest. It's a great question uh, because everybody wants to know what is the secret to what Southwest does, but right? There, but is, is there one? Can there really be one or does it have to be unique to each of the teams that you're working with? It is part of everything we do it is ingrained in fact i will say we even have a department Mm -hmm. that provides all sorts of frameworks for us to that that encourages that and so it really isn't everything we do one of the most important things we do eric is we celebrate a lot Mm. we always find reasons to celebrate whether it's a birthday whether it's a a project milestone uh, an anniversary, we, we celebrate a lot. We make it a point to celebrate because it, it, it gives us the opportunity to uh, be together mm-hmm. and, uh, and to really get to know one another on a more personal level. Some of my best friends in my life I have met through Southwest. And I, I firmly believe that it is because when we go to work at Southwest, we bring our whole selves to work. It is not our leader's care more about what we do. They, they care about who we are. This question might be obvious, but why doesn't everyone? That is an obvious question. It's one of those things. We tell ourselves a story. The story is that we put things in buckets. An example of that for this conversation would be that work is work and personal is personal, but that's not really true. The truth of the matter is that we're humans. 
we are humans. And when, if we were machines, the other might be true, but we're humans. And so we're, we're multifaceted and we have different things about us. And so we bring our whole selves to work when we come to Southwest and it is welcomed. It is appreciated. Uh, and it's encouraged. Not here to disagree or to argue, but to play devil's advocate and to understand it better. That would suggest to me that it comes with baggage. It comes with a lot of upset people. It comes with a lot of emotions. You know, when someone doesn't bring their full self, the, the alternative to, the, uh, to that might be bring your best self to work. Your whole self sure. implies you get the full picture. So then how does bringing your full self to the, to the workplace from Southwest perspective or from your perspective too, enable the increase of trust of, of, of belonging of the relationship development. How how does that translate is really the question I've got for you. Well, there's not one right or wrong answer to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, for, for me, it it might mean a lot more than for someone else. And Mm -hmm. so we don't have a manual for that, but uh, we, what we do is it shows up in, in how we relate to one another. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you a great story about, a leader that I currently follow, follow within the organization. Most corporations do performance re- reviews. This particular leader, every quarter, she sends us a, a, a document that's titled uh, Personal Reflection, and we evolve that over time. And, and the premise of it is really, yes, this is a business, and we, we need to talk about what, what's been accomplished in the last quarter. We need to talk about what your goals are for the next quarter, but let's also talk about you. How have you grown? What are you reading? Mm. What's going on in your personal life? And again, no right or wrong answers, but this particular framework allows the conversation to flow in a manner that recognizes that we are dealing with with humans and, Mm. and that those humans are our whole humans. The things that happen at home influence the things that happen at work. Mm-hmm. influence the things that happen at home. I mean, it's all, it, it all mm-hmm. goes together, especially in a time like this, right? Sure, sure, sure. How is performance and productivity correlated with time spent celebrating and talking about everything but work? For, for someone who's not totally aligned with what you're saying and doesn't understand it, hasn't experienced this in their workplace, there might, they might be thinking that if we spend more time talking about our accomplishments, celebrating them and, and, and not actually working, how do we get as much done? Now, I suspect productivity skyrockets when you trust your team more, when you feel like you're a part of a community. Are there metrics behind that or does it just work? I would say no, there, there can't be metrics around it because it, it goes back to what I said earlier. There's no right or wrong answer right. to any of this. And of course, there's no manual to it. Mm-hmm. I will say that relationships are cultivated through these sorts of activities. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, I don't know if you you probably know about the concept of the speed of trust, uh, which is a Franklin Covey concept. But when you know people better, when you, uh, when those barriers get broken down, things just naturally get done faster. I can't tell you the number of times that, you know, I may not know the answer to a particular question about something in another part of the organization, but because I've cultivated a relationship with someone on that side of, of the aisle, I, I can pick up the phone and call them or I can, you know, send them a message on, on Microsoft Teams or whatever. And because we've been able to cultivate a relationship, we may not have a business relationship, but because we work in the same place and we kind of have a personal connection, that individual is going to be more uh, open to 
kind of rolling out the red carpet and doing whatever they can uh, to, to help out. Sure. Tell me about how that, how things have changed in the past few months now, you know, with the virtual team, maybe you're in the office, maybe you're at home. I'm I'm not entirely sure on on Southwest policy now from, from working from home, but how are you able to celebrate and connect and put these frameworks in play like you did in the past? Well, the simple thing, uh, Eric, is that it looks different. Uh, It looks different uh, in pretty much any environment. Of course, we are a mostly operational company because we run an airline Mm-hmm. And so the majority of, of our employees are either in airports or they're, uh, you know, working on airplanes. So uh, that's going to look a little different. Uh, but I personally work in, in the corporate space and, and we have been working from home since the beginning of, of the pandemic. Right. Um, we, uh, I'll be honest, we, we've never really been uh, the most technologically advanced company. We, we do embrace it, but I, I will have to say we, We've done a lot more deep work into that uh, recently. We've had to, and it's, it's just been phenomenal. We our celebrations and our connections certainly look different now uh, than, than they have in the past. You know, we do virtual happy hours at times, or we actually uh, have a monthly birthday anniversary and milestone celebration. So uh, in in that particular case, of course, it's going to look like PowerPoints. It's going to look PowerPoints that are celebratory. That is, sure. uh, it's, and, and it's just different, but, uh, we're, we're, we're still together. I, I, I get that. I appreciate that with what I'm hearing with, with the lack of consistency is the wrong word. What you're saying is what works for different teams might not work for other teams, but every team has found something that works for them. That I think requires a deep level of, of trust and understanding at the outset. So what are you doing different to attract in the recruiting process or how are you articulating this experience for someone who might be looking for structure and rigidity, or maybe they're not looking for that. The bottom line is how is it communicated so that you're getting the right people on, on the plane, so to speak on the employee side of things. Gotcha. So there, there's a hiring freeze for us right now, Mm -hmm. just because Mm -hmm. the airline business is in a steep downturn and Uh, we're, we're having to make some, some adjustments. Uh, and in fact, right now, most of our competitors are unfortunately in, in a position to where they're furloughing. We've never had a furlough uh, or layoff in our 50-year history, almost 50 years. And it's a great source of pride for us. Mm-hmm. But we are uh, making shifts uh, in, and we're standing up uh, remote. Remote work has really never been a standardized thing for us yeah. because actually because culture is so important to us. Sure. We've kind of not uh, embraced that in the past and we'll do so going forward. But mm-hmm. uh, does that kind of answer your question? It does. Yeah. How would you describe then? I mean, one of the things that is the blessing and the curse of the idea of workplace culture is how many different definitions it might have. If you were to say in the most simplest terms, what does, what does culture mean to Southwest? Oh man. I wish I had uh, Colleen Barrett here. She <laughs> is a uh, president emeritus who is like the mother uh, of Southwest. And, mm-hmm. and, and she really has always brought forth culture uh, to us. Uh, I would say in my own words that it is treating one another like family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when you think about family, of course, I know some of us can say family can be complicated and that's sure. definitely not untrue, but um it's, it's the little things, Eric, you know, um, I, I, I can tell you countless stories about when 
things happen in employees' personal lives, we show up. Mm -hmm. Uh, An example of that would be just a few months ago, had a colleague whose uh, mother passed away and everyone on the team took the day off and, and flew out and went, went to the funeral. Mm. You know, we put on our suits, we went to the funeral. We were there for that event. Not a, not a fun event, Mm. but, uh, and it, obviously we didn't know anyone there except, you know, this employee, but it was just showing that, you know, we stand with you. We understand what you're going through and to see the look on this person's face. It's just the gesture. Mm. Prima, is there anything you would leave us uh, with when we're looking to create a culture as exemplary as the one that you continue to build at South Southwest? Where, where do we start? I would say just care about your people, but show them that you care by uh, humanizing them. Um, don't, only, don't only look at your employees uh, for what they can produce understand who they are um, and, and be interested, be interested in them, show them that you are interested. That could show up in a, a one-on-ones, you know, a lot of companies probably do one-on-ones with their employees and it's all business. Mm-hmm. And that's not how we do one-on-ones at Southwest. The way, the way that we do them is of course we talk about business, but the one-on-one is really an employee led conversation. And sometimes it's not about business and that's okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Bruva, is there anything else you want to share with us today? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, I want to give kudos actually to the company that is Southwest. I began working there close to 25 years ago uh, for the first time. This is actually my second go around uh, with Southwest. It's made me a better human being. I'm actually on my uh, final stretch. Uh, I am accepting a voluntary separation package uh, in about 30 days. And I just can't tell you what a better human I am as a result of having been a part of this amazing organization. Incredible. So fly Southwest. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, if I may, what's exceptional about our conversation today is the relationship between composure and conviction that you have in everything that you say. Um, There's this comfort in how you shared what you shared today that I don't think I've heard yet on, on the podcast. And I, I, you know, I applaud you for that. It's me. It feels like you, you've settled in to the ethos, the essence that is Southwest. And uh, it's incredibly refreshing to hear the tone that you share in uh, and, and very approachable and and enjoyable to to hear from. So, so thank you. Thank you for saying that, Eric. I really appreciate it. And congratulations on, on everything you've done both uh, first and second time around. And I hope to see you in the air. Thank you so much. It's been great connecting with you. Take care.